Thank you for listening to the Divine Nobodies Podcast with Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Divine Nobodies Podcast and join our ever-growing community of lightworkers and spiritual visionaries. Together, we can raise the frequency of our planet and bring in a new era of awakening and understanding. Welcome to our tribe. And now your hosts, Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. Howdy. Thank you for tuning in to Divine Nobody's podcast. How you doing, Jen? You know, I'm doing all right. You're doing all right? It's yeah. crazy, crazy times upon us right now. Jen, did you hear about this new variant that's out right now? The oh, Omicron God. variant? Oh, God. It sounds like the name of a fucking transformer, you know? It does. Like, imagine if you were, like, walking down the street and you just see this, like, thing fall down right in front of you and it just starts transforming in front of your eyes. It's like, I am Omicron. He just transforms yeah. into a big penis. <laughs> Like who comes up with the names of this shit? You know what I mean? When I heard the when I heard the name, I was like, oh man, where's Optimus Prime when you need him? Yeah, totally. It's like I what's it was the new another Bitcoin? Like, <laughs> oh. Yeah, what's the new what's the new the, the new variant after this going to be called? Fucking Zordon from the Power Rangers? Why not give it like a more what more appropriate name, Jen? Like when when I give it the name Karen? Why don't we call a variant like a Karen? You know, the oh, Karen yeah. variant. You get all the same <laughs> symptoms, except you get you know a little bit more agitated when somebody gets your Starbucks order wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that COVID, COVID's going to want to speak to the manager. <laughs> yeah. Who comes up with the names of these things, you know? I thought it was like a, that they were Greek names. Really? Yeah. I thought uh, all of them were Greek. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I yeah, it's crazy. Crazy, crazy times. How was your, uh, how was your week going? You know, my week sucked. Um, really? But I am excited. I'm going to Houston tomorrow to go see the fam and go to Houston. the Houston Clinic Christmas party. Yeah, it'll be fun. Or holiday oh. party. Oh, what is I that? Know. What is a nice little mug you got there? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this mug has a good story. So, what, is that a barn um, on there? No, it's not a barn. Oh yeah, maybe shit, maybe it is a barn. I don't, don't know. You don't even it's know like, what's on your coffee cup, Jen. It's in your hand. It's hand painted. Okay, so <laughs> I was on a surf trip in El Salvador, and uh-huh. on the side of the road, this guy like had all these hand painted mugs and was trying to sell them for twenty bucks. Uh-huh. And I was like, twenty bucks? I was like, this is El Salvador. I'll give you ten bucks. Well, and then I walked up to it and I went to pick it up. And there's a fucking roach inside. There's it's a roach not, inside of that cup? Yeah. Like it's on not purpose? A, yeah. It's, look, oh my there's gosh. a painted it, it roach It looks even more menacing with the, the, the liquid you have in there. What is that, tea? <laughs> it's green tea. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jen. It looks like you left it out for like two years. It's so gross. Like, <laughs> But it's my favorite cup. I love it. Oh my God. Are you one of those people that when you see spiders inside of the house, do you take them outside? It depends. It depends on what kind of spider it is. If it's a widow, I kill it. But if what, it's what if it harmless, was a roach though? Oh, I kill roaches. I do. You know, those things can survive a nuclear blast. Do you know that? Yes. Roaches and, and Twinkies for some reason. Yeah, and possibly me. I, I heard the best quote on um, Yellowstone the other night. Do you watch Yellowstone? Have you ever seen that? I have no idea what that is. I know it's a oh, national park somewhere. Oh my god, you've got to watch it. It's so good. Oh, it's so, a show. I thought you were talking about show. the. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a show, and uh, one of the one of the characters on there, her name's Beth, and she's just like a total bad bitch. Oh, and um, a Beth would be. A Beth would be, yeah. yeah. So her dad is telling her, you know, how strong she is and how much he loves her, and she was like, uh, "Yeah, you know, if the world blew up tomorrow, the only thing that would last would be me and the roaches." <laughs> and Twinkies. And she's like, "We'd be we'd be running this motherfucker the next day," <laughs> and. It, it just totally made me made me laugh because she uh, she started that with like talking about how the good die young. Really? Only you know, the d- good die young. Yeah. Yeah. Be- I imagine a lot of people named Beth would say something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the real name's Bethany, but they kind of shorten it because it sounds kind of dark and ominous. Yeah, Bethany's too many syllables. Yeah, Bethany. Yeah. 
Anyway, so nice that we're all doing well. I'm hoping we're all staying healthy, but we wanted to spend some time with everybody today. And I had this inspiration, just a thought come to my mind earlier in the week, which is like, you know what? We need more ways in which we can all kind of grab life by the horns and just crush the shit. I'm crushing the shit, just meaning crushing our day, you know? We can all use some like useful tools of how to like go about our days and make life better, especially now since uh, everything is just so kind of all over the place. It's nice to be able to remain true to some sort of practice that we all have in the morning, Mm -hmm. afternoon, as well as in the evening. So I thought that we could spend some time today talking about our rituals, things that mean a lot to us, but I think also more importantly, just some uh, useful tips and things that we can share as far as things that you could uh, participate in your life throughout the day that can maybe make your life a little better, right? Okay. How to crush your day, how to make life better, how to have a better day. I think this is universal. I think a lot of people can relate to this. And so I think it would uh, be a really good thing to spend some time on. How do you, what are some things that you, right when you wake up, Jen? You know, right when I wake up, I resist picking up my phone. You do? Because that used to be a habit of mine. I'd pick up my phone and just like get on Instagram and then just start cruising and, you know, slowly waking up. But I stopped doing that. Why? Well, because the first 10 minutes when you wake up and the first, uh, in the last like 10 minutes before you go to sleep as when your brain is the most neuroplastic. So that's the best time to meditate or to do something really productive um, because your mind is like open and ready to receive and implement. Is that what Andrew Huberman says? I don't know. I don't know who Andrew Huberman is. Isn't he that guy, that that neurosurgeon? He's got his own podcast. He talks a lot about neuroplasticity, but it sounds exactly like that. But you're absolutely right. What I read is that the first 15 minutes of your day will dictate how your entire day is going to go, right? So it's good that we do that. And I think when you wake up in the morning is probably some of the most important times that you can take in terms of uh, being with yourself. And like I said, it will dictate how your entire day is going to be. So when I wake up, I try, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, Jen. You know how like when you wake up in the morning and you may be groggy, maybe your alarm wakes you up and you're walking around your house and you have this like small period of time. Could be like a minute, could be five minutes, it could be 20 minutes, depending on who you are. You're not really thinking of who you are, your responsibilities, what you have to do. There's this like period of time where sleep offers this feeling of freshness inside of you. And then within the matter of, you know, usually maybe 10 or 15 minutes, or maybe you're in the shower, all those thoughts about who you are, what you do in life, what issues that you may have start to kind of flood back into your mind. Do you ever experience that when you wake up and you feel that kind of freshness where you kind of don't even know what the fuck's going on? Yeah, that that's when I get like a really good night's sleep. And usually it's if I go to bed early and wake up early that I have like really good night's sleep and wake up feeling fresh. Any other time I'll wake up like a little anxious, like I'm late for class. Oh yeah. That's why, you know what, this is why you feel like, I feel like it it can start with very subtle things. I I think a a really important thing that helped me and I didn't even realize it because there's this fear when you're going to bed at night that you're not going to wake up in the morning for work, right? But for whatever reason, we got it in our heads that whatever alarm that we decide to use has to sound like the world is ending in the morning when you wake up. Some people have these foghorns. Some people have these crazy sort of like uh, missile type of alarm systems. Mm -hmm. And it wakes you up for sure. But we don't realize how kind of intrusive that is and how almost toxic it is that that frequency of sound waking you up in such a panic, you know? So I, I, I opt for trying to find an alarm on your phone 
that sounds a little nicer. It sounds a little bit more pleasant. And of course, there's always the fear like, oh, what if it doesn't wake you up? It'll wake you up. You know, I don't use an alarm. You don't? No. Oh, so you're dialed into your natural circadian rhythm. So you got yeah. things figured out, Jen. Yeah, I don't use an alarm clock. Um, and I also have a fucking zoo here um, and they're on their own schedule. So if I'm not up and they need to go potty, they're waking me up. That's right. So, you have a bunch of wild animals that you live with. What do you have, like three yeah. chihuahuas and one cat? Uh, three Pomeranians and two Maine Coons. Oh, so they're like ready right when you open your eyes or they oh. probably just make a bunch of noise in the morning, right? Oh my God. They make so much noise. So they, they like to get up around five 30 yeah. and, um, I like to get up around six. So usually that's the struggle. They'll start to wake me up at 5.30 and I'll lay in bed for 15 more minutes before I take them outside. Yeah. So you have your own little ritual. I can imagine engaging with your animals as being kind of like a meditative thing. And I think that's good. I think the one thing I wanted to convey with this was when you wake up, try not falling into thought right away, right? Yeah. Forget yourself a little bit and enjoy the presence of being awake. And we often don't really need to think about the practical things, which is like getting up and walking over to the kitchen, maybe making some coffee or getting up and, you know, taking a shower. You don't really need your mind in order to do those things. Those things are sort of etched in to your brain already, mm-hmm. right? That is like a cellular memory. And what I'm talking about is try not to just wake up and just start thinking about all the things that happened yesterday, not thinking about any of the stresses that you have. And I know this may be difficult for some people, but in small strides in the morning when you wake up, spend five, 10 minutes, try to expand that as much as you can because all those thoughts will always be there, right? You can lay them to the side and, you know, 20 minutes from the time that you wake up, you can bring them all back. That's fine. But I feel like if the first 15 minutes of your day dictate how your entire day is going to be, I think spending some time in the morning with yourself for 15 minutes or 20 minutes would be really helpful. Yeah, agreed. You know, on the topic of sleep, have you ever done the test to figure out what your sleeping chronotype is? Sleeping chronotypes? Yeah. I'm I'm wondering why we haven't done an episode on this, Jen, because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh man, we should, we should. I'm just going to briefly talk about it, but it's really cool. Um, One of my girlfriends sent me the test and she was like, tell me which one you are. I think I already know what it is. So there's four chronotypes. Um, One is a lion, one is a wolf, one is a bear, and one is a dolphin. The way uh, your personality really dictates your sleep patterns. So the lion, um, this is 10 to 20% of people, um, they wake up between 4 and 7 a.m. They go to bed between 8 and 9, and they're most productive in the early morning. Uh, okay. Wolves wake up at 8 to 10 a.m. Their bedtime's okay. 1 to 2 a.m., which oh, is that's what me. I think you are. That is me, yeah. Jen, 100%. And, mo- and most productive midday and evening. That You're talking about me right now. Totally when you. Look, whatever yeah. that you're looking at on your phone, is, is there like a picture of my face? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the bear is, uh, this is 50% of people. This is uh, wake up time is sun up, bedtime is sundown, and they're they're most productive in late morning. And then the dolphins, their wake time is irregular, their bedtime is irregular, and they're most productive in late morning. Um, and that's ten percent. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Uh, you should take the test because it talks a lot about your personality traits. Um, and actually, I'm going to read since you're the wolf. I'm, I'm just going to read. A couple I'm guessing of the that you're traits. the wolf too, though, right? I'm not. No. No. Wait. Wait. So no. you're. Which one are you then? I'm the lion. Oh, you're the lion. I'm, a, I'm an early riser. Like I get up really early and I'm most yeah. productive in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I'm, I would have thought you were the, the wolf, but you know. Yeah. I'm not really as productive at night. Really? Uh, I have to really force myself. Yeah. No, I'm most productive in the morning. I wake up happy. I wake up, you know, not groggy, just like bright eyed and bushy tailed. You're one of those people that has to go to bed early, otherwise you become Cranky Bones Jones in the yeah. morning. Yeah, oh yeah, you already know. Yeah, if our podcast is getting too late, I'm like, all right, let's wrap it yeah. up. 
Yeah. <laughs> start giving me that little, that little twinkle in your eyes. Start to see it. I'm like, oh, all right, guys. It's enough for today. <laughs> so the traits of the wolf, I'm just going to read the traits of the wolf because this is totally you. The traits of the wolf are introspective, highly creative, and introverted. Mm, okay. Okay. And your I, productivity I tip. Yeah. Your productivity tip is um, go ahead on work at uh, go ahead and work at home while you're feeling most awake. Oh, and yeah. then um, a celebrity wolf is the co-founder of Reddit, Alexis Ohanan. I and don't know just, if I said it, her name right. I, I absolutely love Reddit. I go to Reddit yeah. all the time, read a lot of great threads, even participate. Are there any other celebrity wolves? Oh, I'm sure there are, but I didn't I didn't look any up. One thing that I, I know we've talked about this many times in the podcast, because you, you like to explore meditation a lot. I don't know exactly yes. what times that you do them, but it seems like you do them probably in the morning and also in the evening. Oh, I found it. Richard Branson is my celebrity lion. The Virgin America guy? Yep. Oh, wow. And he's yep. been to and space. He has been to space. So the traits are natural leaders, charismatic, and early risers. Yeah. And productivity tip is um, know when it's quitting time and take some time for yourself. Yeah, that definitely sounds like you. You're definitely yeah. a leader. Even in the position that you have down there in field trip, you're just like boss telling people what to do. <laughs> Uh, something like that. Yeah, in a mindful way. And I feel like this is the reason why people have a, a morning sadhana. Sadhana is basically like a spiritual practice in the morning. There's some mm -hmm. people in kundalini yoga. There was a period of time I was going to the awareness center across the way in Pasadena, which is a kundalini yoga studio where a part of the curriculum in the class is that people would wake up at like four or five in the morning. A lot of people that have their kundalini yoga certifications, like they're requiring one and two, that are trying to be yoga teachers end up having a morning sadhana where they wake up at 4 or 5 a.m. The actual awareness center across the way is open around 4 or 5 a.m. So if you're mm -hmm. able to get up that early and go down there and do meditation, there's a whole bunch of people that get up at 4 or 5 a.m. and meditate. And that is my favorite. I love meditating in groups. Really? It's my favorite thing. Yes. Well, what, what do you I like about it? There's something about the connectivity of a group and how it really does raise your attunement. Like yeah. I can get attuned instantly in a group. Um, it's just so much easier. It's just like the collective energy of everybody like rising together. And that makes sense. I go through that with uh, when I would do my sound baths. Yeah. Right? It's just like a feeling because one, when you're in a, a sound bath, people are in their most vulnerable positions. And in the same way, when you're sitting with people meditating in a group, it's also a vulnerable position too. Your yeah. eyes are closed. You're with a bunch of people you don't know, mm -hmm. right? You're in that nat sort of natural state of presence or introspecting around people. So there's something really connecting about it. I think whenever yeah. we find ourselves into these vulnerable spaces, if we happen to be with people, we just naturally connect more on a deeper level with them. And sound yeah. baths are the same way. It's like they're laying on their back and some of the most vulnerable in, in the most vulnerable position that they can be in around yeah. all these people that are all there with a very specific type of intention. Plus you find yourself in a yoga studio with people that are meditating. It's like, come on, they're all on some path and they're acknowledging that. So it's, it's really, really beautiful experience when you get to experience it. But and this is the reason why meditation, I think is so important with uh, being done in the morning. Most, a lot of people do it in the morning because it's basically, mm -hmm. you're taking that feeling that you get right when you wake up, that freshness, and you're creating a practice that naturally extends it out a much mm -hmm. longer period of time. I you meditate know. every morning. That's the, right when I wake up, that's the first thing that I do. Yeah. So I can and take advantage of that neuroplasticity. I'm like, all right, this is the time to like really manifest and really, you know, rewrite the floppy disk in my brain. Yeah. And it's like the, the one thing that people do most of the time is they go in the morning to take a shower, right? Yeah. And there are a lot of people that come up with all these different epiphanies in the shower, me being one of them. But though I was thinking about this the other day, like the shower is a really interesting and unique place for any human to be because you willingly go into this space that is so small, 
It's about the size of a closet. I mean, depending on where you live, it's basically just a small space with no other purpose other than to sit there and clean yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But there's just, there's walls around you. And if it weren't for the water, it'd be like a really awkward sort of place to be. So there's nothing else to do when you're in the shower other than to just take a shower and be with yourself. So I noticed that people that shower, there's always this sort of incessant need to think about life while you're in the shower. You're with mm -hmm. yourself, but I- And sing. Do you sing in the shower? Well, I sing in the shower for a couple different reasons. One, because the acoustics are fucking awesome in the <laughs> right. shower usually. You get that nice <laughs> echo. You know, I had a cat a while back named Mushu and uh, he was like this long haired- um, ragdoll cat that used to love going into the restroom and just talking because he loves to hear his voice echoing against the walls in the restroom. Oh, how cute. Yeah, just he for hours. He thought the acoustics were good too. Yeah, he loved Aww. the acoustics. Exactly. That's so adorable. What I'm saying is, is you can definitely introspect and think in the shower, but in the morning, I think we can utilize our shower as its own sort of form of meditation because one, there's an extrasensory experience that happens when water hits your skin. Like you feel that and water feels good. Water feels fucking sure. awesome. Like there's that feeling yes. that, that and, and it's an undeniable feeling. I would say you can use it as an opportunity to just be more present by just being fully aware of this warmth that is kind of flowing over your body and try not thinking too much about life because life will happen when you get out. So if you're somebody that has trouble with the sort of constant stream of thoughts that go through your mind throughout the day, maybe they happen to, you know, mizzy up your day in some way, you can take some time in the shower and just be present and learn the art of just being present with nature. Because that's realistically what's happening, right? There's this yeah. dance between you and nature, you and water. You know, in my old bathroom, I it was full of plants and because yeah. I had like a glass shower. So uh, I did that. So it would feel like I was showering outside. In the nature. In the nature. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm glad that you brought up being present because that's also part of my morning ritual is after I like wake up and I meditate and I take the dogs out, I make coffee. And mm -hmm. we talked about this on the last episode about really being present with uh, and enjoying the small things in life. And there is coffee is the nectar of the gods. I mean, I just don't know what I would do without coffee in the morning. Wait, are you talking about coffee? Coffee. Talking yeah. about that coffee? <laughs> with vanilla creamer. With yeah. vanilla creamer, you know. It was, it was, speaking of things in the morning, I and mean, that that works for you, and that gets you going. I think everybody has their own ritual, and I never get into the process of like, oh, you shouldn't drink coffee because it's bad for you. It's like, do what you want, just do it mindfully. But I was thinking, the best thing that you can do in the morning is drink a big ass glass of water. Yes, right, mm -hmm. big ass glass of water, and 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 really just like sit and think about how this random ass clear liquid fuels your entire life. Because water, I think, yeah. can be one of our greatest teachers. One, it gets the system going. Mm -hmm. It gets your digestion going. It basically just amps up the body, right? And it can be one of our greatest teachers. You know why? Because water is clear. It flows. It's abundant. It makes shit grow. It creates life. And it can also destroy. And that's you. Uh, yeah. Essentially, because most of our bodies are comprised of water, you can also utilize the method of drinking a big ass glass of water as its own form of meditation. And once again, you are coexisting with this element. And this is crazy because this is, this is a morning routine for a lot of people, right? You go in, you take a shower, you're with water. You wake up, you go into the kitchen, you're drinking water. You wake up, you make coffee that has water in it. It's mm -hmm. like we're always coexisting with elements of nature. And these elements are nourishing our bodies and getting us going for our day. I, I mean, we are water. Yeah, we are the water. Human body, the human body is 60% water. And water is just so I mean, powerful because it doesn't have a story, right? The water is not sitting there thinking about what day it's got, what it's going to be doing. It's just it's just there. So I feel like in the same way that like I think Ryan Heapy talks about being present with your cup or your beverage or whatever, we can be present with these elements of nature and use them as teachers. Did you know We're, your even your bones have water? The bones have water? Yeah. 
are made up of 31% water. And We're your brain here. and your heart, 73%. Uh-huh. And your skin, 64%. And your kidneys, 79%. See, that's why, you know what? We're over here looking for gurus, listening to talks, doing soul retrievals, when all we need to do is shut the fuck up and drink some water. Drink some water. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, look, all the, the answer to all of your problems in the morning is just drinking some water. Drinking some water. And they, we talked about this, I think, a couple podcasts ago. All these stuff is so simple that it's hard to believe that it works. We want some crazy, crazy sort of curriculum in the morning of like, oh, what can I do in order to just make my, like optimize my day? It's like, look, you have all the elements of nature that are always there supporting you. Always, every single day. We overlook them because we do it so often, but these things support you. I think it's utilizing that as an opportunity to practice gratitude for the fact that there are all these things working together in order to make your day happen. Amen. You know what I mean? I just thought of something. Okay. Uh, so do you journal in the morning? I do. I, I mean, I'll do it every morning. I Well, I journal in the morning. Typically when I have really amazing dreams, I'll write them down. Or if I have some sort of like epiphany in the morning about something, then I'll write it down. But I don't consistently journal in the morning. My, my thing is just uh, meditation, uh, taking that time for just being in silence and just being present with myself and just allowing my body to do all the practical things that it does without mm -hmm. having to think too much about all of the stressors and the different things that normally enter into your field as the day progresses. So the reason why I asked is I had uh, my grandmother came to me and she's dead, um, came to me and she died on Thanksgiving, actually. Um, not this this Thanksgiving, it was years ago, but um, she, since she passed away, even, you know, when I was doing mediumship, she would come in, but she would never speak and never like give any message. She would just kind of like sit in the corner with a pissed off look on her face. Uh -huh. And um, last night she came to me in a dream. Really? Yes. And it was the first time that she's visited me since her death, like five, six years ago. And, Whoa. um, we did so many fun things. We like went traveling, we went shopping, we did all these like fun things together and we're having such a great time. And then, uh, the portal that she had to return home in was actually in a home goods TJ Maxx. It was a chair at this home goods. Uh -huh. And, um, she was like, okay, I've got to go now. And I was so upset. I was like, no, please don't go back. And I started crying and I'm like, am I dream just like so miserable? And I woke up like crying. I woke up like with tears. So this morning, um, I did a little journaling, which is out of, out of my normal habit. Um, just to, so I could write all the details of the dream down. The juicy details? The juice. Yeah. All the juice. Did you have trouble saying juicy? I did. Oh, Jen. You know what, though? I like this new Jen. Ever since she had your soul retrieval, you're just crying all the time. <laughs> so true. I'm crying all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. But it was all those years I didn't cry. Well, you're very active in the dream realm. It makes sense for you to jot those down. I feel like, and we've talked about this before, which is like if you get into the habit of waking up after you've had dreams and writing them down, whatever, as abstract as they are, because you will forget them within the you know the next 30 minutes that you're awake, that will strengthen, I imagine, the pineal gland. That'll give you the opportunity mm -hmm. to have more lucid dreams or even astral projection. I have so many dreams. When I started writing my dreams down, I started having more dreams. Like I started dreaming every single night. Just dreams on tops of dreams. Dreams on dreams. So there's all these amazing things that happen in the morning. You know, water being one of those things. You know what? Because what do you have to do in order to drink water? Nothing. You just have to drink Get it. Get it out of the fridge. Get it out <laughs> of the fridge. Yeah. 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 And another thing that I like to do in the morning, I hope you guys are, are, are gathering, gathering this because this is, all, this is all the juicy stuff that we go through in the morning. You know what I like to do? I like to listen to one of my favorite songs when I wake up, right? Select it from your playlist because oh. I feel like music wires your brain to feel good. 
Now, I'm not talking like I'm not going to be doing like some... Most of the music they listen to in the morning is really ambient music, chill wave music. You're looking for a new genre of music, look up some chill wave. If you want it to really, really pull into the feels. But I like listening to ambient music, maybe even some like binaural beats in the morning. It's so amazing. Feels so good. I like binaural beats. I like to go to sleep to binaural beats. There's some like um, binaural beats that you can um, fall asleep to that will give you lucid dreams. Oh yeah, yeah. They're like yeah. hemi, like they Robert Monroe's too. HemiSync. That shit works. Yeah, and the way that they do that is they they produce like um, uh, what, what I guess HemiSync, Robert Monroe's company, is that they're pulsating sound frequencies that are going through both ears, but at different decibels, so they're not mm-hmm. even. So it creates this sort of feeling of almost like uh, omnipresence, like there's this mystical sort of experience um, about it when you're doing it for a long period of time. You can start hearing sounds or hearing voices or a lot of the things that you would typically experience in astral projection. So binaural beats are pretty awesome if you can sit down, listen to them for like an extended period of time, like 30 or 45 minutes. I feel like, it, I guarantee you, if you go and, ro- and download Robert Monroe's HemiSync, um, any one of those tracks and you sit down for like an hour listening to them, you will experience some sort of mystical sensations in your body. It could be the vibratory state that people People often kind of feel during astral projection, but those things are programmed to do that. Pretty cool. I mean, I I just search for them on YouTube. They there's have good a ton ones. on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, there's good Some ones really on good YouTube. Ones. Another mm-hmm. thing too is absolutely not listening to the news in the morning, Jen. Fuck the news. I actually deleted every single news app. I don't get any news at all anymore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to um, ask yourself how you want to be informed about life. Do you want to be informed through fear or through peace? You I know? just don't want to be informed at all. Yeah, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just like, don't tell me. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy because when you wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, there's this this thought that comes in. What's well, you want to see? What's going on in the world? Do we want to stay informed? Maybe there was a period of time. I don't know. Maybe in the '90s, where it was a sort of balanced perspective where you can wake up in the morning and find some maybe some useful information. But nowadays, like you pick up your phone and you look at any news, it is unbelievably tragic. And mm-hmm. although we feel as though we can detach ourselves from the information that we're absorbing into our bodies, but your body feels that. Anytime I'd found myself looking at an article about news, things that it's going on in the world, especially when it comes to these sort of legacy news network type of places, I always end mm-hmm. up feeling terrible. Yeah. You know, it, like it does something to your body. You feel like you just got in an argument with like your girlfriend or something because it, it creates that sense of fear and that sense of aggression and that sense of just impatience inside of you. And you feel like you got to do something, maybe mm-hmm. potentially kick somebody's ass. Yeah. So the news, especially nowadays, is is, is fairly toxic, especially on um, even on social um, social media networks. So I, you know, invite people that in the morning, you know, try not try not looking at the news. Maybe something a little bit more mellow, like the weather. Like the you weather. Know, they always have the. You remember the Weather Channel, the soothing music in the background, the clouds float through. It's like today is going to be partly cloudy with a chance of rain. Oh, it's like in this like monotone <laughs> voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Like we're, we're trying to protect our our energy, like our energy field from external things that have the ability to really set us off course in the morning, especially if you're one of those people that want to optimize your day and really get going. We live in a culture that is wanting to just crush every living hour of each day. It's that sort of Gary V culture, it's that sort of millennial culture, that sort mm-hmm. of like uh, intuitive job coach job coaching type of culture. And mm-hmm. these things are really, really important. And I even find myself gathering information from people like Simon Sinek and, and Gary Vee and stuff like that, because it is very useful. But 
one thing that we, they will talk about a lot of these in a lot of these talks um, that you find online is how important it is to have a practice in the morning to center mm-hmm. yourself. And one of those practices yeah. being, you know, setting easy, accomplishable goals at the beginning of your day. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that was on my list. Um, yeah. I make my bed every morning. And that is, uh, I don't remember where I read this, but it's the first task of the day that you can complete. And it's like an easy task to complete. Is I read wake the up same and thing. Make your bed. I mm-hmm. think Simon Sinek said that. But I know a lot maybe of people that's where probably it came from. say, I, love his stuff. I, I yeah. feel like a lot of people say the same thing and you would never think, maybe like when you were 15 or 16 or maybe even 18, it's like, it didn't really matter if your bed was made. But for me, it is a huge deal when your bed is made. You know why? Because huge. at one point you're going to see that bed again. Mm-hmm. When you're paying attention, especially to like feng shui, this is something that would fucking drive Sophia crazy because she's all about feng shui in your home. But yeah. You see that in your room. It just reminds you of clutter, reminds you of messiness, and it doesn't make you feel very good. Energetically, you're taking that into your consciousness and you're like, wow, everything feels not in order. Like if you went to a guy's house, maybe it was on a first or a second date, and you walked in, he brought you home and he's like, okay, you saw his bedroom and his bed and his bed wasn't made. What would you think? This has happened. Okay. Oh, really? And then I'm going to tell you what my dad oh. says. <laughs> your dad? My dad, yeah. So I'm... a pretty tidy person. I like my house clean. Everything has a place. You know, you've been to my house, you know how I am. Yeah. You're like Mary Poppins with the shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was a really hard transition whenever I got married and moved in with someone that is not tidy is like the complete opposite of me. And it was a struggle. Like the first couple of years were really tough and it was an area of growth for me to chill the fuck out and not be as uptight. So my dad says, says this, and I always thought this was really funny. And this is probably why I am the way that I am. He was like, yeah, went on a date with this girl and went back to her house and you know, we're going to, we're going to get it on. And <laughs> get it on. there was shit everywhere. Pizza boxes, clothes, you know, old plates, like just disgusting. And he was like, God, if her house looks like this, imagine what her vagina's like. Oh my gosh, Jen, really? So so he left. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, and he I, told he told me this story when I was like in high school and I thought it was hilarious, but then I was like, it made me hyper aware that I could never be that girl. So I mean, since there, then there is some truth in what he's saying. <laughs> Right. Yeah. If you don't no, respect totally. your space and you don't clean up after yourself, then in, in many ways, I wouldn't be surprised if that openly sort of reflects how you handle your own mind or your own self. At least from yes. my experience, that happens to be true. Anytime I've seen that with other people, they just happen yep. to be a little out of sorts. Yes. And our external environment deeply reflects our internal states. So if you find somebody that has just shit all over the place, there's a chance that their house is not in order. And I'm talking about their emotional, spiritual, yeah, and physical absolutely. homes. So I think that's that's really but you know what I feel like there's 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 one way to get a pass. There's one way to get a pass with not having your bed made. And that is when your girlfriend or your boyfriend comes over and you spend the night in bed and then you wake up together in the morning on a weekend. The bed can go unmade for the entire day. Nope. No? <laughs> not at my house. <laughs> no. No, I'll wait until he but I'm not a I'm not a late sleeper and neither is Jeremy. Like we both get up at five thirty six in the morning, even on the weekends. So I think I'm looking at it more like a romantic because when you exit the bed, there's a really big chance you might end up back in the bed. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hey. uh-huh. This is what I'm talking about. You want to go through the process of like fixing it up all military style. If you're just going to go back in and get the cuddle on, you know? Okay. Do you, right, do you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. 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 Do you have a TV in your room? No, I don't have a TV at all. It, that my man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You don't even all have right. cable. I ain't down with that shit, Jen. You know? <laughs> All right. So moving on. 
and you know what? One thing that's really interesting is uh, I want to talk about mindset for a second. There's mm-hmm. a question that I ask myself. Uh, I've asked myself many times before. There's this uh, identification with certain days that people have. They make a distinction between weekdays and weekends. When people yeah. think of weekdays, they think of the time in which they work. There is some freedom there. More often than not, eight hours of your day is being dedicated for some people to things that they don't want to do. And you know, if you happen to be fortunate, maybe you have your own business, there are people that enjoy what they do throughout the week. But for just a regular person, they see weekdays a certain way, but in really, really stark contrast to weekends. What do weekends feel like? Weekends feel great. We, there's this freedom that you feel in the morning when you wake up on weekends that you some people don't feel during the week. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking to myself, like, why is that? Like, how can we capture the feeling that we get on a weekend on a weekday? I, feel I think like- it's stress right? Like it's the stress of having to get up and go to work and you have your to-do list and your emails are coming through and all of those things. Yeah, but that's a choice. Kind of. I feel like work emails are not a choice. (laughs) But I'm talking about like, that's another question of identification. Like that that can be its own practice of not allowing that work to be where it is. I mean, you don't have to address it, but I'm talking about, is there a noticeable difference between what's going on outside on a weekday and what is going on outside during the weekend? So I'm talking about in terms of mindset, I try and play myself into the feeling when I wake up of what it feels like on the weekend. Oh, I like that. You know what How I do mean? you do that? You do that just by changing your mindset, right? You just wake I, up and you're like, today's going to feel like Saturday. Well, yeah. Cause I, I start really thinking of myself. I try not to go on autopilot and this is the thing. The autopilot sends you into the consciousness of how you're used to looking at weekdays. So in okay. the morning I think to myself, okay, what is the difference between today and a Saturday? Nothing. Right. What is different outside of my window that looks different than a weekday or than than a a Saturday? There's no difference. It's exactly the same thing. What is in my environment that is different between the weekday and the weekend? Nothing. There is absolutely nothing that's different except for my perspective about what it means for it to be Monday and opposed to Saturday. So I just start thinking, like really, really inquiring with myself about why I feel there's a difference when there's not. And I realize that it comes down to a thought. It comes down to a belief that I have. And this is conditioning. And I think it also, what I, what I would suggest is waking up on a morning and really, really feeling how you feel in the morning and try and think to yourself, like, how can I capture this? Like, how can I put this in a little bottle and wear it around my neck? Like, how do I keep this feeling on the weekday? And it just all comes down to perspective and it all comes down to training your mind to be grateful and happy in the same way that you are on the weekend. I love that. Yeah. Gratitude waking up and expressing gratitude. Exactly. Whether you say it out loud or or journaling it or whatever, or even just thinking about it. Or exactly. The things that you're grateful for. I love that. Yeah. So moving, right. I, we can move on moving into the on. noontime. We can move on into the noontime, Jen. Well, hold on. Before we move on into the noontime, I'm going to tell you about my last morning practice. Okay. I exercise every morning. So this is also because I get up so early that <laughs> I have the time to do all this stuff. So... I wake up early, I meditate, I take the dogs out, make my coffee, and then I go upstairs, change clothes, and then I go, we have like a little home gym, and I get on the treadmill, and then I get on the Pilates reformer, and I exercise. And that is for a couple of reasons. The first one is the rush of endorphins you get from exercise. Oh, yeah. And how much like better you feel after you exercise. Even if you're tired, you just feel so much better. Yeah. And, um, and also for the joints. 
because your joints are like, you know, you can, they're like sponges. So, you know, when you start moving, it squeezes all the bad toxins out and uh, lubes and oils your joints. And that is an easy accomplishment to take on in the morning. I mean, it's maybe not as easy because nobody really likes to work out, but it's one of those things that like you could easily just walk over to wherever it is that you work out, do it. And afterwards, you just feel so much better. Agreed. How often, Agreed. like how long do you do like an hour? I, I do between 30 minutes and an hour, depending on how much time I have. So if yeah. I have like an 8 a.m. call or a 7.30 a.m. call, then I'll only do like 30 minutes. But if I don't have to be on any calls till nine, then I'll do an hour. Yeah, it like gets the body going, right? Because when you're sleeping, your body settles down basically naps. It's resting. So it's allowing your mind to process all these different other emotions while you're sleeping. And then it, when it wakes up, it's like trying to get an engine started. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason why we say to drink water because it gets your system going. When it comes yeah. to working out, like that is so engaging. It gets everything going. It like lights you up. You know what I mean? It does. Yeah. I love it. I love working out. Yeah. Exercising is, is good. Okay. Walking into the noon time, Jen, walking into the noon. One thing that I really, really enjoy in the, in the, in the afternoon, if we make the intention to do something for ourselves is go and get some sunlight, right? Yes. Especially for people nowadays, they're working remotely from home, just like me. Mm-hmm. And you can go an entire day without seeing the sun, but yeah. it's so important for your body to get sunlight. Got to get that vitamin D. One That's thing right. that I noticed about going outside and going for walks getting some sunlight. There's this whole community of people that wander the streets with dogs. There's this dog community, right? There's this girl that I see outside like every day walking her uh, her cat, her bangle on a leash. Oh, how cool. Yeah, there's all this life happening outside. We tend to forget that when we're indoors all day long. Even if it's for five or 10 minutes out of your day, like go outside, get some sunlight. Sit in the sunlight for like five or 10 minutes. You know, there are some people that have a lot of different practices, but there are some people that really, really believe in sun gazing. Like they'll just oh. straight up stare at the sun because they think you know, the energy from the sun, they'll be able to embody that. And that might be true, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever just sat and stared at the sun like that. You know who does that? Austin. Uh, Really? Yeah. He's a sun gazer. I'm like, you're going to go fucking blind. You have (laughs) light blue eyes. (laughs) You never know though. It could be one of those old tall tales. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there are some people that are like uh, sanitarians, sanitarians, people that don't even eat. They believe that they can get all of the nutrition from the sun. And I believe that in some ways, and I can probably easily do this because you know what? Another thing that I failed to mention, Jen, I fast in the mornings. Oh, yeah. Right? You're an intermittent faster. I forgot about that. I'm an intermittent that. faster for most mm-hmm. of the day. And uh, I truly, truly believe in it. I think it gave me more energy throughout the day, especially in the morning. I mean, of course, you drink liquids, you can have coffee, you can do all those things. But in the morning, when you're like blowing yourself up with food, I mean, it can give you the same feeling that you get after you eat a load of carbs in the afternoon or in the evening. You can kind of feel groggy and tired. So I feel like uh, intermittent fasting really, really helps to get you going because your body is focusing on more subtle things. It's not just completely using all its energy in order to digest food. You know, I I guess I'm also an intermittent faster, not intentionally. I just don't eat breakfast. Like I'll have coffee in the morning and work out and do all my things. And I don't usually eat until like noon to two o'clock um, yeah. whenever I'm starving hungry. And then I'll eat, I'll eat then and then I'll eat dinner around seven and then that's it. Really? So you yeah. are an intermittent faster. I guess I am. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't I, even I don't, know it. You know what? Things that I've read, things that I've read, Jen, people that intermittent fast, it allows you to to feel the lightness of your body, right? Because you know how like when you eat Mm -hmm. a large meal that has like a lot of carbs, you feel very dense, dense, heavy. Yes. That's a really, really big roadblock when it comes to meditation for lots of people. And that's an even bigger roadblock when it comes to people that like astral projection or lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. Because a part of getting yourself into the astral realm or getting yourself into these sort of mystical states has to do with feeling the lightness of your body so light to the point where you almost don't even feel your body, 
right? You want to get to that place of not being able to feel your body because then that will allow you to get into that sort of space of detaching your spirit from your body. And mm-hmm. so I feel like if you are intermittent fasting, it makes astral projection, lucid dreaming, all these things so much easier to get to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's interesting. I notice that I don't sleep as well if I eat too late or if I eat too much. Really? So I try not to eat a big meal at night. And if I am going to have a big meal, I'll be like an old lady and eat early at like 5 yeah. or 6 p.m. You know? Yeah, definitely that works. Early bird special. Yeah. <laughs> early bird special. I'm okay. going to be in Houston and it, my parents eat terrible and the food in Texas is so delicious. It's all full of like a stick of butter. There's a stick of butter in every single thing you eat. Oh, those so mustard grains. I'm no. going to be there 10 days and I'm like a little bit nervous. Oh, you got to come back yourself. with like major diarrhea and 10 pounds heavier. Well, yeah. no, stuff fluctuates. You'll enjoy it though. <laughs> So anyways, if you, if you work from home, which a lot of us probably do also, one thing that really works for me too, Jen, is, is working in different areas of your home. Oh, right. So if you have, if, yeah, I do, I do. If you have like a space, which I think most people do, it's like a certain bedroom that you're not using your computer set up there and you're working. It's like, okay, that's cool. And everything you get the advantage of working from home. If you do, that's awesome. But it's cool that if you do work from home, you can take your computer, you can work outside. You know, there was a period of time where I actually took my laptop and I went out to the fucking beach and sat by the beach with my hotspot and worked out by the beach. Wow. So nice. And, you know, I understand that there are people out there that are confined to a certain space. And these are just, uh, you know, some steps for all different, I guess, shapes and sizes of people, you know, like uh, you could also take breaks, go outside and go for a walk in order to get your share of something different. But if you're working from home, it, it can be, it can be, it can easily transform into a dark thing. Because I know people that work from home and literally they never see the light of day. They never go outside and they start eventually start to feel disconnected from the outside world. Yes. And I'm so pale. (laughs) I'm so pale right now because I don't get outside much anymore. I have to force myself to get up from my desk at a certain time and go take the dogs out. Like I'll, I'll, I have a reminder on my calendar saying like, okay, get up from your desk and go outside. So I take the dogs out. So it requires a lot of discipline. Like you don't even have to get up and get ready when you work from home. That may sound like a cool thing until you're five days out of the week and you are still in the same clothes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to be really, really disciplined by getting yourself into these like important rituals, which is like going outside and getting some sunlight. If you're working from home, alternate to different, maybe another area of your couch, you know, maybe another room. Maybe outside on your porch. Try that out. See if it works for you. I feel like it would help. I don't really have like a, a nice area to sit outside. I'm going to have to figure something out. Yeah. Just be a little gangster and do it myself. on the floor, Jen. You know, work inside of your Tesla, your car, whatever. All right. So another thing that, that really, really helps me is in the afternoon. I don't even really eat in the afternoon because I said I'm an intermittent faster. If you're going to eat something, eat small meals. Call them mono meals. Right? Don't eat meals that make you sluggish because you may think, okay, it's 12 o'clock. I need a little bit more fuel. Most people eat more than they need to. And from my experience in you know the working world, being around people that religiously every single day at noon, regardless of whether or not they're hungry, they'll eat an entire meal. And I notice, I notice the energy in them shift. What should give them more energy actually puts them down this path of almost falling asleep. It's hard oh, to get man. going. Yeah. I, I don't eat huge meals either. I never really have though. Yeah, I just, I, I guess because I'm like a kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a grazer. I snack all day long. I'm, I'm always like a, eating like yeah. uh, <laughs> during the time that I'm eating, I'm like snacking the whole time. I'm, I'm You know, I'm like a wolf. I Maybe, maybe I was a wolf in my past life because I eat a little here and there. And you know, when you're in the wild, you never know when you're going to eat again, but they eat sparingly. But the one thing I did want to bring up, Jen, that I think is really important. Maybe this may not be considered noon, but this is like maybe 
late noon. And this is what I really wanted to talk about today because this is something that's really special and important to me. And some people overlook it, which is golden hour. Ooh, golden hour. Yeah. So golden hour is a sacred time for me. It is a sacred time for reflection. And because it's it's so beautiful and romantic, there's a cinematic quality to golden hour. Golden hour yeah. is even mystical in a way. I remember I was on this plant medicine journey a long time ago in Angela's Crest, where I was outside, outside of my tent, just staring at the mountains. I think I had this, uh, this same sort of vision when I was in Malibu, Malibu Creek or Malibu Canyon, where it was golden hour. So golden hour, say, happens right before the sun starts to go down, right? Mm-hmm. It's not as bright, but it's not completely dark yet. And I had this vision on this, this trip. At a certain time, you can't tell whether the sun is going down or if the sun is coming up. Yes. You enter into the timeless realm. That is what the timeless realm is. So I couldn't figure out in my mind if it was the morning or if it was the evening. And because I couldn't figure out what either of these things were, I automatically placed myself into the realm of the timelessness, of the timeless. I was just in complete presence. And in that moment, I felt myself, my position in the universe, and that whole sense of time escaped me. I didn't know what time it was. I was just there on planet Earth, in the universe, experiencing the infinite multiplicity of life. And that happens during golden hour. I love that. And it's the best time to take a picture. Oh, yeah. It is oh, the man, absolute best the pictures best during golden hour are amazing. And, and one thing that I, I noticed, too, for me, when we think about memories, when we think about dreams, that quality of the remembrance inside of your mind, if you think about a memory inside of your mind right now, at what point of the day do you normally, th- does that memory sort of fall into your consciousness? For whatever reason, the idea of memories when you think about them always seem like they're happening during golden hour. I think you might be right. So when I see golden hour around five, six, seven o'clock, whenever, right before the sun goes down, that to me feels like the dream realm. All of the most beautiful memories that I've ever had always had that sort of golden hour quality. Like when we went to lightning in a bottle, there was mm-hmm. that feel that, that that sun that sort of peaked over the mountains and there was just the celebration of people howling at the sun. Do you remember that? Yeah. Where they were just howling at the sun and then, and howling at the moon. And then as the sun set over the back of the mountains, everybody just started clapping. They started like hollering and cheering for the sun as it went down in celebration because it gave the most beautiful show and so many people were walking around telling this story like we see the sun every single day and it gives us this free show every single day for free. And so the best thing that you can do, especially when you're around all those people, is to celebrate and say thank you. Like say thank you to the sun for giving you this fucking light show every single day. It's beautiful. You know, I got a memory on my phone the other day. It was like, oh, this day, whatever. And it was a picture of you and I at lightning in a bottle. Really? Can you send it yeah. to me? Because I... I don't have that one for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm going to look for it. Cause, uh, yeah, send me the text of that. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking like, about. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm pretty certain that a lot of the trips, or maybe even all the trips that you remember, Jen, you remember Golden Hour in one of them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know for what I mean? Sure. So yeah. the reason why I bring this up is take some time to really embrace Golden Hour because this can end up being a really, really amazing moment of reflection for you. Mm-hmm. because nature tends to guide our emotions and our spirits in a certain way. In the morning, nature calls for us to get up and make life happen, to be active and productive. But when the sun starts to go down, nature sort of naturally pulls us in this direction to chill out and to relax, Yeah. right? And so that golden hour puts us in the perfect position to start really introspecting and allowing ourselves to be a little softer, allows our, our, our bodies to settle down a little bit. It's really nice. So take some time to, to 
to really get to experience golden hour, which is being outside, watching the sunset. People love sunsets. I feel like people don't watch them enough. I agree. But if you look outside and you see the sun, you get this free, this free show that happens every single day. The universe, it's like you're over here and we're bothering ourselves with all this craziness. And the sun's just there, shining. The most amazing thing about the sun is that you have to be there to experience it. So all you have to do is go outside. So after that, we're going to enter into the evening realm, Jen. All right. Evening realm. As we the, the end, the night re, night represents the ending. We're getting close to the end of the podcast. So I feel like this is uh, evening is one of the the times where I thrive the most. What do you do yeah. in the evening, Jen? Um, I meditate in the evening. I yeah. do a meditation before bed. I take the dogs out, and then um, and then I go to sleep. Yeah. So I don't really have like a. I try not to work at night. I'll work through the day and up until like 7 p.m. And then after that, I'll shut it down. I try not to work all night. But those are those are really nice rituals to have. Yeah. You know, like you can do meditation. That's a good thing. But the, the one thing that we also sometimes overlook is the fact that like, hey, we're taking care of life. We're taking care yeah. of animals. You know, that is one of the most compassionate things that Aww. you could do is make a meal for your loved ones, put your loved ones to bed, say, I, I love you before going to sleep and feeding the fucking dogs. You know what I mean? Because well, you just think about it. My dogs are fatties. They they graze. They're they're free feeders, so they just yeah. eat whenever they feel like it. But but that's why they're all overweight. I was I was thinking about this the other day too, Jen. It's like it's crazy how much these animals actually rely on us. Oh yeah. Like you are their lifeline, and so well, that puts sure. us in this position to be really really responsible because these things are living breathing things. So if you have your own practice i can people will just call it feeding the dogs i'm like no this is a practice because you every single day with all the craziness that you have going on still remember to feed your animals Mm -hmm. you still remember to cuddle your animals to hold them to give them attention and what are you doing when you're doing those things nothing you're just being present with your animals it's so funny when i'm sitting on the couch and maybe i'm like online shopping or you know just cruising the gram uh the dogs will come up and swat at my phone like Get that. Pay attention to me. Get that out of my face. Have you ever had a situation where you were in bed with your phone and then uh, the cat comes up or a dog comes up and then you drop the phone on your face? Yes. (laughs) Yes, that has happened. That's hilarious. I've had that happen to me and every single time I laugh at myself so hard because I can't, because it's ridiculous. It is. Yeah. Right. You're just sitting down. It's like the, it's the face of one of the funniest memes that you could possibly imagine in your mind, which is like, you're just there. And all of a sudden your face just, your phone just face palms your face. Totally. Like, you know what? I shouldn't be on my phone. Thank you so much for doing that. What's wrong with me? (laughs) <laughs> What's wrong with you? Yeah. So leaving work, I'm one of those people that leaves work at work. I don't think about work at all once I get out of work. It's my personal time. It's my sacred time. I don't I over identify with that story. And I know that's easier said than done, especially if you have a lot of responsibilities, but you have to remember that that is a choice. You are choosing yeah. to carry this stuff with you. Indeed. You know? So once you get home, you get into your practice. There are some other things that um, I like to do, which is reading. You know, reading illuminates your mind as well yes. as your spirit. You know, like you, I went many years without a TV. I didn't even have one in my house, like didn't own a TV. And uh, everybody thought I was weird, but I always just read books. And it wasn't until I got married until I actually had a TV in my house. And I'm like very, very against having a TV in the bedroom because the bedroom, and this is some other study that I read that I can't reference, but the bedroom is supposed to be for sex and for sleep. And the light from the TV um, that like bright blue light interrupts your sleep patterns and um, it actually causes sexual dysfunction in your relationship if you watch TV in bed. Oh yeah, I heard the same thing, which is like you should just you should just never hang out in your bed unless you're sleeping in it, right? Sleeping or fucking, that's it. Yeah, because your body remembers the areas a certain way, like yes, cellular memory, 
right? Yeah. If you are actively doing jumping jacks on your bed and then you go and you sleep on it, your, your body's going to remember that as a place of activity. So the bed yeah. should be the sacred space, a sacred space that is meant for sleep so that when you walk, get on your bed, you automatically, your body automatically knows what time it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like to hang out in my bed unless I'm sleeping in it or other things. Other things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I said, like taking time to introspect, I mentioned this a little earlier, which is nature provides guidance as to how external or internal we should be. And this is a crazy thought when you really think about it. During the day, there's so much external stimulation. The day calls for that. You have birds flying through the sky. The sun is bright as fuck, right? Mm -hmm. There's so much activity going outside. Life is saying, hey, look, it's time to show up for life. And in the evening, sun goes down. It's dark outside. There's not as much external stimulation to capture your mind. There's not as much to see. This is the reason why I feel like animals, some animals retreat. And I feel like that's why it feels natural for humans to spend time at home settling down because it's almost like nature telling you like, hey, it's time to relax. This is the end of the day. This is naturally a time to go inwards and really and think about- And if you're about, a bear and the chronotype, yeah. you are a sun up to sundown person. And then you start to hibernate. Exactly. Start I mean, to hibernate. the right animal for that. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, so night represents an ending. And also you got to think about what happens at night. What do we see a lot of at night? We see shadows. When do we often see shadows of our personality? We see them after they've already created some sort of impact in our lives. We see shadows of our personality after a certain type of result. So just the same, the shadow of night allows us to reflect on any shadow we've embraced during the day and allows us to reflect on it. So the night represents what we potentially fell into as far as shadows during the day. So night represents this natural sort of like call for introspection and for us to really take time thinking about what we did right and what it is that we need to learn from as far as shadow. It's interesting how nature tends to communicate with us. It's like we we're sitting in the darkness and we also identify shadow a certain way, but these can be two different, two, two of the same things. We can utilize the evening in order to reflect on our shadow so that mm -hmm. the next day we can start a different way. We, can, yeah. we will have learned from maybe what we have experienced the night before. It's beautiful how life gives us the ability to start over every single day. You can literally go to bed being anybody. You can go to bed being the biggest asshole in the world. You can go to bed being the happiest person in the world. You can go to bed just feeling completely traumatized by life. But when you wake up in the morning, there's always this opportunity to start an entirely different person, right? Life gives you that ability. Yeah. After sleep, you wake up and all of a sudden you're a completely different person and you have the opportunity and the choice to be somebody completely new. That's uh, like your like your grandma says, you know, if you're upset with your partner to just sleep on it because you'll feel differently the next day. Yeah. That's so true. You do. And there's some people that are like, oh, never go to bed angry. I mean, you can try doing that. But I guarantee you that when you wake up in the morning, you'll be given another chance. Turn it all around. And like I said at the very beginning Absolutely. of the podcast, one of the most important things, when you're going to set your alarm for the next morning, don't pick a fucking fire alarm to wake you up. Pick something nice. Pick the, the sound of nature or trees. If you're tuned in just like Jen is to her circadian rhythm, you'll probably just wake up. And you know what? I'm just like you, Jen. I just wake up. I may not wake up at the exact same time I need to, but I'll typically wake up at least an hour or two before I actually need to wake up. Just all yeah. willy-nilly, I'll wake up. Don't sleep with, um, this is another Simon Sinek thing, which is like, you know, don't sleep with your phone close by. Maybe put it in a different room. Don't use maybe social media before going to bed. I understand that these are really difficult asks because everybody does them. I do them sometimes. Try it out. See if it works for you. Tends to work, seems to work for a lot of people. But if yeah. you can do it, might improve your life, especially if you're somebody that is addicted to these type of things, you know? And try not to eat a big, heavy meal before bed and get some sleep. Go to bed a little earlier. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not missing out on sleep. anything. So I think I think we covered a lot, Jen. We did. We covered, we covered a, lot. a lot. These are just some tips that you could 
utilize different things that that help me and Jen out. I mean, there are lots of, there's a myriad of other things. No days, no days exactly the same when it comes to me, but there are a lot of things that we can use where hopefully the things that we shared are things that you can consider and maybe think differently about how you go about your days in the morning, evening, morning, afternoon, and evening. Catch that golden hour. That's the most important thing I want to bring up. You know, golden hour will change your life. Yeah. And And meditation will change your life. Yeah, meditation, golden hour. practice gratitude, golden hour, exercise. Meditation in golden hour, Jen. Hey. Right? And get, yourself a, and get yourself a coffee mug with a roach inside. I mean. <laughs> so, you know, because look, Jen's winning at life. It must be the coffee cup. It's the coffee cup. <laughs> it's the coffee it's my cup. It's cup. <laughs> yeah. It makes the, whatever it is you're drinking, feel that much better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Thank you guys for tuning in to Buy Nobody's Podcast. You can find our episodes also on YouTube if you like looking at videos instead of audio. A lot of our listeners like the audio, and that's cool. We invite you to actually leave a review if you can. We'd love to know what you guys think. You can also find us on Instagram. We post some of our videos. You can also reach out and let us know if you want us to talk on or discuss any certain topics. We're always open, looking for different things to talk about. We also just joined TikTok, Jen. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yeah, we just joined TikTok. So if you're one of those people that likes to do that, uh, definitely find us on there. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And uh, you could also uh, go to our um, website, divine-nobodies.com. If you don't have an audio platform, you probably do. You can also send us an email if you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, friends, namaste. Namaste. Namaste.